He hired you. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, he ain't paid me, though. No. Anyway, <laughs> your brother still owes me some money. Uh, get your bread, bro. You know, hey, that's why he ain't came back here, because I'm coming to collect. You'll be like them dudes in that golf video, be laying his big old butt down. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm right-handed. Right, right, right? right. I'm just straight hate make. I'm going home run. <laughs> Anyways, this is Jay Foreman, Kenny Woolhide, Austin. We are back. Um, Kenny, I don't know if you knew. I'm sure you knew that the big news was A.J. Allen. And um, Casey Thompson and a, and a host of other players um, going into the transfer portal as Nebraska tries to inch towards getting towards 85 or below to possibly in the summer vortex portal, you know, kind of get their squad set going into fall camp. And um, obviously, you know, you know, which is really good. And you got to come in. The coaches aren't going to say anything. The players aren't going to say anything. And sometimes the, nobody knows why these decisions are made um and people you know is it a big i would ask you this or my opinion is this and i want to see if you agree with me it is a big deal right yes that you're that your best quarterback and you're in your one of your six, best one young, of your best young players well yeah your best young player on offense are in the portal and they've shown that they both could play but then on the same token i say it's not a big deal because you got to assume that these guys recruited and prepared for that. Because anytime that you come in at, you got to think in the first year, you're that's when you're going to have the most attrition. Mm-hmm. So you should be planning accordingly. And also they've made the decision from when they very first went in the portal to have Jeff Sims. Everybody knew it's kind of like the worst secret ever that he was going to be the quarterback. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And I know, look, we both know Casey, and we know that his dad, so we don't, we're not going to divulge any stuff that we know. But just what are your thoughts on that? Um, and then also, what are your thoughts on when you lose a, such a really good young player um, like A.J. Allen? What's that like, I guess, in the staff meeting? And when you – you probably felt some of it or dealt with some of it when Frost came in mm-hmm. because of previous, previous you know, guys yep. are used to what yep. they're doing. Just talk about that because um, I don't think people really know, you know, because everybody either wants to point the finger. Oh, he, he's no good anymore. Or the coaches didn't give him a chance or he wasn't one of those guys. Just talk about the whole thing and what your feelings are towards it um, and how it could, you know, possibly affect the, the you know, the season going forward. Yep. I, I said this a, a while ago and I, and I hate the stigma that some coaches use saying that um, I didn't recruit him. He's not my guy. Once you take a job, those guys that are on that roster, they're your guys. Regardless of who's there, who, you know, who recruited right. them, that's your team. So now they're your guys. Now you have the right to say what you want to say or do, do run it how you want to run it. But when you take over a team, those are your guys. That's your team. Now, you make the evaluations. You have the right to evaluate each kid All right. on and off the field. And if you don't see that kid being a good fit, a good fit for what you want to do, like I said, they're going you know, they're going to run totally different systems and def- offenses and defenses that was ran with the previous staff. Mm. 
So if they don't think that kid is a good fit for what they want to do, then, you know, they got to part ways. Now, when you talk about a guy that was your starting quarterback, he started at two different universities, a lot of starts, not just some. some. Yeah. Um, Besides Trey was probably our best offensive player. Um, That's a tough one to swallow. Right. Um, But again, the style of offense that they want to run, they went out and got a guy that they thought could be yeah. that guy. Yeah, and probably probably on a, you know on the surface more suitable to it. Yes. And that's nothing again. That's Casey, nothing again. and it's nothing. It's not a bad check towards the coaches. As no, well. it's not not at all. So again, but then if you look at the AJ, the running back room, that's six guys in that room. But he's a young one. You would think you want to keep a young good one around. Talented too. Talented young good one around and get him ready right you know what i mean for for the future because the the guys that are in you know it ag he was your best running back last year right right yeah so coming into it this year he, he's probably your best running back again this year and then i would i would throw aj allen in the mix now before he got hurt last year he was in the he was in the mix to yeah, be one was, of those, he was more in the mix. He, he yeah. was taking some carries away. Yes. It was, it that's was, what I meant. It was questionable, questionable. Who was the best, yes, who was the best out there. He has that type. That well, type. Yeah. Of, but again, who knows the the, the relationship part? Yeah. Again, he can. You can fairly say that he probably didn't like. Yeah. Position coach or position coach probably didn't like him. Right. Yeah. And then you know there wasn't a relationship. Yeah. Again, it goes back to relationships. You have to recruit the kids that are on your roster. Right. And a young kid with that much talent, you you want to try to keep around as, as much as possible. Again, it probably came down to the fact that there was no relationship. Right. And to, I want to ask, I want to, we talked about this yesterday. Um, there's some coaches around here that, that they, they dig their holes or heels in the sand or I don't know. Is that the right saying, Austin? Dig their heels in the sand? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm trying, <laughs> Killing the game out here. Okay. I'm trying to. Hey, every day I'm trying to. You learn. Expand, you trying to expand your... myself. I don't know what I tried to have some fancy word. What I say about you and DP yesterday? What was the word I was describing you guys? Savants. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> this man yeah, said I savant did. and wanted to make sure he wasn't I calling us idiots. Make, yeah, and we I was, appreciate I was that. saying you guys were smart. I didn't want to just say the wrong thing. Jay, stick to your vocabulary. I, no. <laughs> I, I've made, Ivy League. I've made. Should be up here. I've, I've made a promise to myself. I'm trying to do better. Okay. okay? You know what I mean? So <laughs> there's some there's some high school coaches around here in, in different sports that say they, they their whole thing is like we're not gonna beg you to play here. But my thing was I would say this in a relationship when you're the adult, you're not begging them if you're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And there's and explain the difference because I think sometimes and this has nothing to do with Nebraska coaches. It's more like these some of these high school coaches where they talk about I'm not gonna beg anybody to stay there when actually if your obligation as a coach, which is 24 7, 365, is to re recruit everybody within your program, you're not begging anybody. You're having conversations with everybody. You should know everybody. You should be upfront and realistic with everybody. So, talk about the, about the difference in that because you'll see a lot of fans say, Well, if they don't want to be here, we're not going to beg them to stay. Well, you don't even know what the lines of communication was or is. And it's not just from, let's also clarify here, and that's not. You know, throw it all in the, on the running back coach's no, lap, right? No, because you know what, the running back coach very well could be trying, yes, to have a relationship with him, 
and say, this is the way I coach. I coach you out of love, not as a personal, you know, like this is not personal. This is just once I'm out done coaching, you still my dude. And then it might not be reciprocated. Well, then that falls a little bit more on the kid. On the kid. Right. So talk about the difference, because I think sometimes fans and people and you know, whether it's media guys as well and, and whether they're directed or not directed by people that, you know, of other, you know, backgrounds, I, I, I think sometimes it, last year they're they're loud. They're louding A.J. Allen. Great recruit. Obviously phenomenal. You had people online and calling in the show saying that he is probably the best running back and he's a freshman. Why not just go with the freshman? Right. I mean, you heard it. Mm -hmm. right? Six months later. Oh, we don't need him. Just talk about the relationship and not. So the difference between coaching a player hard slash and not losing your identity as a coach and quote unquote begging a player to stay because i don't know any coaches that definitely that have outrightly begged anybody to stay they give you options yep. and then once you make kind of the decision then they go with it. i've always said and, and i'm gonna continue to say it and i said it last night in my staff meeting to my coaches i want guys that want to be here um and you'll figure it out and i'll figure you out meaning the coaches staff not just the players if you truly want to be here um you don't beg them Again, it goes back to establishing a relationship, right? A, a, a relationship outside of football where there's a trust factor. The kid knows that you care about him as a person, not just a football player. Um, you get to know him. I mean, I, I just asked every coach, where are you from? You know, you know, how long you been here? You know, how many siblings you have? Just questions like that outside of football. And then the relationship is building going back to aj we don't know to what extent that he precipitated what the coach right. is dishing out there it's got to be received. it's got to it's got to be received so it, it's a two-way street it's two, yeah it's a two-way street the coach could have been saying like coach probably put it out there this is where i coach this is what i'm expect you know i'm gonna be there for you <laughs> aj probably didn't agree with some of the things that you know we can't speak for either either party but there's, there's got to be a relationship established outside of football to where you want the kid there, the kid wants to be there, the kid trusts you, and you trust the kid, period, point blank. So we, we can't speak for either party. All, right. all, all we can do is speculate. But the part, the part about begging a kid, I've seen it. Seen it all too often. Um, <laughs> but, again, if there's no – relationship it don't matter between you and that kid outside of football it does not matter that kid is not going to play for you or those kids are not going to play for you i'm just going to guess the players that if they are getting begged to stay i'm going to guess they're the you know athletic marvels ones with a lot of potential yes and again saw it yeah they got to do whatever do this right. do that and, miss this miss that and i always tell people Nine out of ten times, those dudes never make it because mm -hmm. of the people that are good, whether you're good, a good player or average player, good player, great, phenomenal player. That doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. Now, I will tell you this. Some of the best players and you and, and you, you look no further than. Well, you can look at Deion Sanders or you can look at I know for a fact, Lawrence Taylor, because you think about his relationship with Bill Parcells. 
sometimes those are the ones that will give you the most pushback. And it's not because they don't want to conform. It's because they want to be challenged. And you have to be able to decipher between the two. Because if you only look at it one way, like the back, you know, like the back of this, well, <laughs> it ain't because not everybody's the same. And you and, and, it, and it, you know what? It could be from wherever they're from. Because, you know, there's a lot of coaches that, like for me, like I, I like when I co- like coach my kids, it I as they've gotten older, there's more back and forth. They're playing, right? So I might be seeing something, and they'd be like, "Nah, man." Matter of fact, it happened this weekend. No, nah, coach, this, yeah, you, 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 hey, you, you, you got one eye going this way, going this way. You ain't right, right? And back and forth. But the line, but that's respect, though, yep. and we've been through the grind together. Yeah. Because if it's always Coach Jay, they, I'm telling you, they won't go the extra mile for you. And as you go along it, you got to give them their respect because when you say, and they know the difference, when it's time to tighten up, they're ready to go. And that's, a, that's the thing I think the lost art in coaching, and, I, and it's not really a college thing. I think that it started from the youth sports, and I think it's just kind of, because generally, I think the youth sports, when you think about it, right, Kenny? And this is what we need to talk about in the short segment. You know, just give our little 30 seconds. That kind of sets the tone from everything for everything else. It's the foundation. Right. When you build a house, you put the foundation first, right? Right. The youth part of it is the foundation. It's, it's the foundation. So how, how they're being coached as youths or the parents getting involved, right? Or are they being coddled, right? By the time we they get to high school, it's hard to break that, right, Jay? Yeah, So, is. But unless you coach that kid from he, his little league to middle school to high school, you have a relationship. But if Jay coached him in little league or whatever, mm-hmm. I get them in middle school. We're two different coaches. Right. And if it's too drastic. And if it's too it's, drastic, yeah. it ain't going to work. Right. And generally, they're going to go to the easier They're going to go to the easier coach if, if they've been coached easy. Now, if they've been coached hard and I'm a hard coach or let's just say Jay's yeah. harder than me, it's easier for me because they've already been they're molded. molded. You're right, yeah. So it starts just like anything at an early age. If you don't start at an early age – instill discipline, respect. You ain't got a chance by the time they get to middle school and high school. You do not have a chance. I'm just telling you, it's hard to break that. You have to go the extra mile to break that. And you have to be willing to go the extra mile. And you can't throw them to the wolves, right? You can't throw them out in the the trash. Yeah, they can't bite yet. They they can't bite yet. So we want to, hey, Alan or Austin, I always tell my kids, man, I don't want no house cats. We need more dogs. No, no, no. A house cat. <laughs> need no you know, kitty cats. You got, they're, they're declawed, and they, you know, they run around the house. They got a nice little, you know, kitty thing, you know, and, and you clean up they, you the know, their, their, their stuff, the litter, and then they get, they like they milk warm, you know, and then they come curl up next to you on the couch. I'm talking about this. I'm just thinking of a cartoon, right? Oh, God, I hope so, because I, I hope well, you ain't well, got well, a house well, cat but, that cuddles up to you on the couch. But what you really want, I don't like cats, though. Okay, okay. good. But what, what you really want, though, is you want them alley cats, you know what I'm saying? They're they, they, right to be in the garbage, to be a little mangy. You know, they got one one claw missing, 
But when it comes time to scratch and scrap, they're going to tear you out the frame. What about them Hellcats? Yeah, you want them Hellcats. Hey, and I'm going to tell you this. Them 16-year-olds, hey, don't get mad when them 8th eight, and eight, grade was in Hellcat and you this weekend because we were running and gunning on their hey, boy. We're going to break. We're going to come back. I want to see if we got revi- re- to revisit our NBA picks. I was dead wrong. No, no. Well, you oh, the, you got the Warriors right. I got the Warriors right, but the Heat. I I, I picked the Heat. Yeah. I picked the Heat. Yeah, you did, and I I was wrong on that one and Philly. Now I did I not pick, think I, Philly. That's so why I didn't. I wasn't on the pitch yeah. with the Philly, and I did not think Philly could get Boston without Embiid. Yeah, so we're gonna go back to okay. it and revisit it. Kenny Wall, Jay Foreman, old school. We'll be right back. 